What's up, gang? Welcome back. This is part two of Comfort Creek Live. So if you didn't listen to last week's episode, highly recommend going back and catching up um, so that this makes sense. But basically, we went to a festival called Comfort Creek. We set up the Labia Lounge live. We sat on our big velvet pussy couch and we had a bunch of real chats about real shit with real people. Um, I wanted to just jump in before I get stuck into this episode to solve a couple of mysteries, tie up some loose ends. Well, <laughs> unfortunately, I can't solve the Bumble Guy mystery yet. He hasn't got in touch. I don't have any new intel. Um, there's still one more episode next week of Comfort Creek recordings. So hopefully, fingers crossed, I'll have more info for you then. But, you know, it might just be one of those things that we never know. Um, and hopefully it was entertaining for you regardless of knowing the truth. But one mystery I can solve for you is you might have been wondering why at the start of last week's episode, Hannah was sitting in a pool of blood. And um, just going to clear that one up in case it wasn't obvious. Hannah was on day one of their bleed um, wearing <laughs> their most delightful and my absolute favorite one of their outfits um, that is dubbed Blood Moon Priestess Outfit. So Hannah has a Blood Moon Priestess, kind of like big red moo-moo that they wear when they've got their period. Um, and we found out later that Hannah actually had their period panties on inside out. <laughs> so that pool of blood was, uh, you know, a, a product of the period panties not actually doing their job and absorbing it. So anyway... We're sitting in some beanbags in the back of my van recording and, uh, yeah, just thought that one might, might have been a bit confusing for you. So, anyway, mystery solved there. Hopefully we find out what the fuck the deal is with Bumble Guy. Um, and, yeah, I hope you enjoy this batch of amazing conversations and, and stories and chats that I had with strangers on the Labia Lounge. This program is brought to you by Pussy Magnets. Welcome, welcome, my lovely lumps. Or should I say lovely labs? I'm so thrilled to have you here in the Labia Lounge to yarn about all things sexuality, womanhood, holistic health, and everything in between. Your legs. <laughs> Ah, uh, can never help myself. Anyway, we're going to have vag loads of real chats with real people about real shit. So buckle up, you're about to receive the sex ed that you never had and have a bloody good laugh while you're at it. Before we get stuck in, I'd like to respectfully acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land on which I'm recording this, the Manang people. It's an absolute privilege to be living and creating dope podcast content on Noongar country, and I pay respect to their elders past, present, and emerging. Now, if you're ready, let's flap and do this. <laughs> oh God, is there such thing as too many vagina jokes in the one intro? <laughs> Whatever, I'm leaving it in. It's my podcast. Don't panic, you're not broken. Your sex education was a piece of shit. Get your flaps out and pull the couch. It's the Labia Lounge. I don't know how I'm going to recreate that, but what did you just say? Dude, we are famous! 
famous right now. We went to bed famous and we woke up and we're still famous. It wasn't a fucking fever dream. We're killing it right now. People literally just walked past us on the couch and like cheered. Like we're actually famous. No, my favorite bit was like I was feeling really awkward and uncomfortable about like posing on the couch for this like photo shoot that makes me uncomfortable. I was like, I don't know how to hold my body. And then I finally was like, you know what? Fuck it. I can do this. I'm getting into it. And we got into this sick pose on the couch and I was just given like a fucking saucy stare down the barrel of the camera. And these people walk past and the dude just stops and he's like, that looks so cool. (laughs) And I was like, yes, it does. Totally. It's the ultimate ego booster. I mean, we did it. We did it. We did it. We're here. We've got a pussy couch. We We look sick. We've made it to the top. (laughs) I mean, I don't know. (laughs) I know, I know, I know. No, no, I was, you just tried to fist bump me, but I'm holding the recorder, so that was what that was about. I just, oi, lucky I've got an old wind guard on here. I didn't even hear that, kind of just punched the microphone. But it's got like this sweet little troll doll hairdo. It's like a, it's called a windscreen, I think, and it like stops the wind from interfering with the recorder because it's like a journal recorder that you take out and about. And so you have to put this like little sock over the top of it with like fluff on it. I'm sure you've seen them on like sound booms. Anyway, I'm talking about it too much. I'm trying to describe it. <laughs> it looks like a cool little troll doll and I gave it a little hair tie and a hairdo the other day and it was pretty funny. So anyway, <laughs> I think when you punch the mic, the troll doll hair absorbed it. Perfect. I this is sick. This is like, I love this thing. Yeah. I might just record all my podcast episodes on this from now on. Yeah, you should. It's got good vibes. Yeah. All right, cool. So, how are you feeling? We just got slammed with like a bunch of like back to back guests on the Labia Lounge. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm feeling so good. Nice. I'm wishing I hadn't lost my voice quite so much. Mm. But Have you had a hot drink it's okay. Yet? Um, yeah, I'm just having a little bit of chai at the okay, moment. Okay, well, maybe pause talking for a second. Have your chai. <laughs> Refuel up your good vibes. All right. Alrighty, got a super special treat. I've got Esther, a trauma and fuck, I've already forgotten. Can you please just like roll out the, your accolades? I'm a trauma and somatic embodiment therapist, but I focus in like sex education and sexual health and stuff. That's right. See, I told you what a treat. Um, <laughs> so Esther, how has sex changed for you as you've gotten older? Have there been any defining moments that have changed how you experience it? Yeah, I think it's, like, completely different to how I used to experience it. And it's so funny, all your cards feel like it kind of links into, like, that question of, like, I don't know how to summarise it, but, like, the stages you go through realising that you never had a proper sex education. So, like, that my um, vagina is actually not what the entirety of my body part is called and that there are so many other things within that. So learning that, learning how to like actually treat my body like it deserves to be treated, how to tell other people how to do that, how to hold boundaries and communicate that. I think Tantra and kink have been huge for me in that, of like Tantra in the like slowing down and stopping and like self-exploration, doing celibacy. And then the kink element in terms of the communication and the boundaries and the way that the space is so well held and so like well communicated and like being able to meld those two has like 
completely transformed how I have sex. Like, I think the last five years, I've forgotten how much I've changed that now... Like, I'm polyamorous, and now when my partner has an interaction with someone outside of our relationship, and I'm like, oh my God, everything about that was so unconsensual and goes against, like, everything I believe in. And I assume because you're dating me that you also, like, know that. But then I'm like, oh, actually, this is how most people in the normal world interact with each other. And I live in a bubble. We forget. (laughs) We forget how far we've come with that stuff. I just think so much is, like, a given, and it's, like assumed knowledge or ways of interacting nah like the last time it's been years but the last time I had sex with a normie I was fucking horrified I was like because like you know he seemed when I met him he seemed like super super like awake quote unquote or like pretty pretty self-aware pretty emotionally intelligent conscious of like lots of things had great conversation all of it great 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 got to the bedroom and I was just like oh no oh no this is the state of things for most people and I was like fuck it's so, it's so true though it's exactly yeah. what you're saying it's like even if they've done all of the work and the consciousness because there's such a lack of like I think it's still so taboo right or it's not talked about and then there's this like secrecy about the bedroom and so like often people don't communicate their needs and then often people don't go and do their self development in that yeah. area yeah 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 it, it's quite um, it's quite confronting when you realise yeah, we are in a total bubble, and um, I guess that's why we've got we've got clients. That's why we're in the yeah. work that we're in to try to like shift the needle. But I found like no matter like I do a lot of growth and like kind of heal a bunch of my sexual trauma along the way, and you know take leaps and bounds and think, oh my god, I'm on top of this now. Like I've got great boundaries. I know what I want. I know how to communicate. Blah blah. And then I'd and then I'd maybe be with someone that like hadn't done the work and I just plummeted back down to like a lot closer to their level of like communicating and I found myself having more trouble speaking up about my desires or boundaries or trying to explain something because I hadn't you know, if you're with other people that kind of get it, they do this kind of work or at least they've like dabbled and they or you've been with them a long enough time that like, you know, you don't need to fill them in on all the little like nuances of like how you operate in the bedroom yeah it's a real shock when you're with like someone new and they just they just want to like jackhammer bone you and they never they don't they don't even know what consent is and they like you know they think like (laughs) sex is about them ejaculating and then it's done like all of that shit that I'm like what people still think that and it's like yes that's crazy and it made it harder for me like if you if you're with someone else with amazing conversation and communication skills like it's super easy to be like really fucking ascended and like great at boundaries and communication but the the real test is when you like try to practice that with just your average person absolutely (laughs) well because also like you know how much of it can they understand yeah it's all really new for them and they haven't like usually i'm the one planting the seeds and like breaking through that little yeah oh it's just it's exhausting though it's exhausting and also you want to be able to have interactions where you don't have to be the educator i don't want to be the teacher I don't want to project. That's what you do. Yeah. Well, yeah. And it's like, I don't want to do that in my own personal sex life. Exactly. I would love someone who is happy to do the work. 
Yeah, I was already doing it and has their own stuff that they're bringing in to like teach me yes. or educate me on or like ideas or like it would be cool to not always be the one like leading the charge and being and I find like a lot of the time and maybe I've got a biased opinion but I work mostly with women and they're all just saying like the, the hetero ones are like man like I am the one in this relationship that is driving the change that's wanting to go and do this workshop or couples therapy or work on myself so that we can improve the relationship and he's just like not pulling his weight and like how do I get him to want to be in, as invested as I am and like yeah. come to me with some new ideas and be like hey do you want to have this cute date night idea or like da 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 like you know, it's very true. It's just like often the woman that's way more into personal development and like self-reflection and thinking, oh, I'm the one that needs to do the work and change to make this work. Whereas it's like both of you should be doing 100%. it. 100%. Yeah. I mean, I feel like on that, I've like been really lucky. Like my partner, I went to ISTA and I went to did all this, you know, different workshops and tantra events and, and kink and things and then... As I would be away on those things, he would go and read the books I'd recommended. Oh he God. would go and like do all the exercises. Oh he would go God. and like watch all these things, read all these Amazing. books yeah. that I'd recommended, and then come to me and be like, "Do you want to try these things oh together? Do you want to try doing this together?" Sick. And like our dynamic and our sex life has completely evolved throughout yeah. our relationship. Yeah. I had surgery a couple of times. I couldn't have sex for months, and like all of that just like benefited our relationship so much but I'm so grateful and lucky that I have someone who was able to go yeah this is completely new to me but you're important to me yeah so I would do the work yeah and I think maybe there needs to be like less of an excuse around this thing of like oh it's okay I'll just do it or I'll just it's like actually no maybe there's a cutoff of like Actually, if you don't start bringing stuff to me, if you don't start telling me that you want to meet me in this growth and this personal development, then maybe you're actually not my person. Yeah, yeah. Because, like, it isn't fair. And if if someone needs motivation, then that's a good motivation. It's a pretty fucking big (laughs) ultimatum, I know. And it's just about, it's about, like, yeah, being able to stick to that. I think a lot of people give the ultimatums and then stay in the relationship even though nothing changes and just get more and more frustrated. But anyway, I've got another question for you. Oh, yeah. Do you want to wait till the blowy guy goes? <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> cool. Okay. Leaf blower has gone. Um, is there anything you haven't tried yet in intimate relationships that you'd like to? Mm. And you're pretty into kink, so I imagine, like, there's either you've tried everything you want to try or there's, like, always more that you might always become more. interested in. Yeah. Um... I've had a lot of group sex and I have had lots of like male, male, female group sex but what I would really like to have is like two non-binary or two bisexual men or male bodied people in that group sex thing just to see the difference because it's so interesting to me right that like women who are even heterosexual or even maybe slightly heteroflexible will still interact with each other in group sex, but the men will be really uninteractive with each other. And it happens in kink spaces as well. And it's like, then the the whole situation changes because it's all focused on the woman or it's all focused on, you know, the other people getting pleasure and there's no interaction between them. It's just this pause. So I think that just for the experience of like full inclusion yeah to see what that feels like yeah Yeah. and like 
there not being this consciousness of like I don't want to touch this person or this body part it's just like everything's just like flowing and sexy yeah, yeah, yeah. and then that with like a ton of kinky elements yeah. and I also actually want to have a um, like a birthday fantasy orgy Ooh. next year <laughs> where everyone comes and like like all the people I've vetted come and have like a fantasy or a thing they want to be fulfilled um, and we like you, you share it with the group and then anyone who wants to be involved can be involved and anyone who wants to step yeah. out and it could be like sexual or non-sexual or kinky or yeah. not um, and I just want to see what comes out of that oh my god that'd be really fun yeah. <laughs> yeah. that's huge that's a huge vibe you'll have to let me know how that goes when you I mean you can come I don't know if I'm I'm like I'm proudly very vanilla. Great. I mean, I've gone through like phases, but they literally were kind of just phases, like done little bits of that sort of thing. And at the time it was really exciting and I was into it, but it's like it was at a certain time where I was in a certain place and I was with certain people and that doesn't exist anymore and I'm fine with that. Like I kind of just, yeah, I don't know, because I used to, be poly as well and now I'm just like super monog like yeah. that's what I want I want to I want to have a family like and I'm not don't feel particularly like sexually adventurous but you know like stuff can always change hit me up at the time and see how I'm feeling because yeah, like great. if anyone's gonna hold a really like safe container to experiment with stuff like that it's probably fucking you so Thanks, you know so. yeah yeah, I think there's a huge difference between group sex as well. And like, I'm I used to be in like the sex party swingers scene, and that is so repulsive to me now, <laughs> right? Like, it's nothing about it that I find attractive going to a space and like having sex with a bunch of strangers who don't know what consent and boundaries are and who don't ask me what I like. But like, these spaces, it's so much more about actually not even penetrative sex, it's like sensuality or like, like you know all these other things and it's like that for me is what what makes it so lovely it's like everyone is able to just fully be in whatever they want yeah yeah totally thank you for joining me thank you for joining me yeah you're losing it baby oh my god yeah first day at the festival I always lose my voice and Hannah last night was like you can't you can't lose your voice your voice is your instrument we've got to record and I was like fuck I'm in yeah. So anyway, okay. Hey, babe towns. So sorry to interrupt, but I simply had to pop my head into the lounge here and mention another virtual lounge that you've got to get around. It's the Labia Lounge Facebook group that I've created for listeners of the potty to mingle in. And there you'll find extra bits and bobs like freebies or discounts for offerings from guests who've been interviewed on the podcast, inspiring and thought-provoking conversations, and support from a community of labial legends. So head over to the links in the show notes and I'll hopefully see you in there. And now, back to the episode. All right, my love. So I have a couple of questions for you from the deck. If you don't like the questions, just tell me. We can we can pass. The first question I have for you, and I don't even know your name, and you've literally just sat on my my couch. So sorry. Do you like swallowing cum? Why? Why not? I don't. I used to when I was younger because I thought that was what like we were supposed to do, 
and I thought that was what was sexy and I kind of jumped into sex straight away with my first boyfriend not really knowing and he had a really like misconstrued conception because of like porn so it was all very like intense and it always felt very like forced to do it even though I didn't like it so much yeah so now like I really enjoy the feeling of them coming in my mouth because I think it's sexy and I love seeing them relish in it and enjoy it so much but I kind of just like lock my throat up keep it in my mouth and then like cutesy like hee hee I need to spit this shit out like bleh and then they kind of have a laugh about it I have a laugh about it and it's fine and I just say to them like it's just not what I'm into and I just feel like it just it doesn't trigger me but it brings back like the peer pressure that I felt as like a young woman learning about sex learning about my body and I feel like perhaps one day if I feel very comfortable and I can share that with a partner and we like work through it then I would think I would really enjoy it again because I do think it's hot Mm -hmm. but I just want to be able to feel like completely safe and comfortable with the person yes so that's kind of oh my god that was such a good answer. I was like, about it the other day in the car. Oh, no way. Like, randomly. And I was like, whoa, actually. And then I was like, oh. And then I, like, made the connection. So, like, I kind of had it already, like, in my head how I feel about it. I must it. have known. I was, this is, like, probably one of the most... Um, so, when we're writing all these questions yeah. on, in the deck, you know, we we're trying to come up with... with Cues that would start like a deeper conversation yeah, than yeah. maybe people would normally, and like some sort of edgy topics. Yeah, yeah, sure. There's a couple that we didn't put in because we're like, oh, too edgy. We just yeah. don't know like who's gonna sit on this couch yeah, and if they're sure. gonna, we're gonna like ruin their life with yeah, this fucking question. And like, do you like swallowing cum? Was like it's one of the more edgy ones. But yeah. I was like, you know, fucking what? Fuck it. No, like, like at a festival, people have open hearts. I feel like we're I literally like have an episode of my podcast where I interview an ex of mine who is a man and who loves swallowing his own cum. Stop he it. eats his own cum. We no did a whole way. So I'm like I'm like, well this what is do you really mean, like, on... he comes in a glass and then swallows no, it. No, he like comes in his hand or he scoops it off his tummy and like just eats it. And he like okay, uh, you have to actually listen to the episode. I'm oh my god, I gotta <laughs> listen like, to it. It's a whole thing. That is really interesting. Yeah. So anyway, I, I was like, nah, I'm gonna keep Hilarious. this question in the deck. Wow, okay, I have to listen to that podcast. There's so many questions for you. It's um yeah, it's it's an episode called Battle of the Exes. Hilarious. And it's it's all just TMI stories and we go back and forth with the most like TMI shit we can come up oh my with. God, and he fucking demolishes me he is a disgusting human oh my god it's like a lot of people couldn't it's a two-part episode a lot of people couldn't get through the second part <laughs> like turned it off because they're like this is so repulsive oh my god yeah okay. get well, around it it's gold, get it's gold. It. you will not find anything like this on the internet oh my god it's really good okay well now i'm like all listening to you on the way home <laughs> <laughs> okay i've got another question okay. for you and then it's your turn if you want it. You don't want it? Okay, that's enough. Um, yeah, you're like, after that question, I'm not getting up there. Totally. I respect that. Um, would you have sex with someone who had never really had a sexual experience before? Yo. So that last night we went for dinner with some friends and there was this guy there who I know from my childhood and he like had a super glow up. Like he's like really beautiful now. He was like, he was cute before, but like as I saw him as a young teenager, you know? Oh my God. And now he's like a man and he's glow- never Hang on, glow up. A glow up. I, like as how old are you? See, I'm 24. Totally, because I'm only, I'm really, I'm like, 
really out of the loop and okay. I kind of know what glow up means okay, sort of from fair. seeing like a little essentially bit, like someone like, coming into their own skin and like someone who was like you know as a teenager you're bl- battling your insecurities your anxieties like you don't really know who you are and then when you see someone after years and they've kind of like come into their own skin and they're like oh, standing I- loud and proud and like and they and you can see it in their body like they're glowing I totally know that concept. I just love that you called it a glow up because I thought glow up was like traditionally, you know, when someone did a big makeover. Like I've only seen those glow ups on social media where they're like... Well, that's my spiritual term for a glow up. Maybe that that is also like the term, but this is my spiritual... I love it because it sounds like you just use slang. Anyway. Yeah, Yeah. go for it. I mean, (laughs) Anyway. Anyway. Love the story. So he had never kissed anyone and... Still? Still, he's How never you know? done anything because their friends told me. And they're friends with him. And they're like, would you? Because I'm quite open. And I actually, like, if it came up organically, yes. But I feel like at this point, I have so many experiences and I don't really want to. Like, I feel nervous. Like, unless they came to me and they were like, I want to go through this. Like, let's figure it out together. Then I would be into it. And if we had a connection. But just for the sake of it, to, like, teach someone or show mm. that. I'm like, I don't want to educate you. I want it to come organically. Like, it's a connection and it's a yeah. vibration. And it's, like, if they're nervous or doing it just to, like, take it off the box, it gets to a point that I feel like it's just to cross it off and say they've done it. Yeah. And that's and that not age, healthy for like... anyone. And that's a big deal. You know what I mean? So either... It has to come from a spot of, like, love between the both of you. But it has to be, like, you know, when you date someone, not just, like, stunned, like, okay, now we did it. It has to be a zhuzh, you know? Yeah, dude. So that's how I feel about it. And, like, they were like, oh, I owe you do it. Like, like, what am I, a prostitute? Take on for the team. Just go and sort it out And I was like, that's, like, not cool but I, I was on a date with someone and then they opened up and they were like look I've never done anything then I'd be like okay yep. if you want to yep. we can figure that out together but I'm not someone you can just like send to your friend and be like oh deal yep. with that yeah, yeah. like that's not and I mean anyone. it's a huge commitment like if, if you were to like work that out because I think when I was 21 or yeah. something I was like semi jazzing this 24 year old and he was a virgin mm. and I just remember kind of being like oh like yeah. I am not into this enough to like yeah I think you have to be really like feeling the person to yeah. like guide them through it because it is a lot it's like they're, they're gonna unlock things that they've never even come across within themselves um, because that's what it is like intimacy it like yeah. unlocks a lot of Dude, Arts, you know? I actually did end up fucking in though. And how was it? I totally forgot. <laughs> it was ages up. So, <laughs> just like having a goth session yeah. now. Sorry, but I can't believe how relevant this anecdote is and I've yeah. forgotten about it. Yeah, so like we were jazzing. I was like, ooh, just keeping it keeping it above the belt. Don't yeah. want to like fucking tag this guy's for Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then things ended and I decided that I actually really liked him and I and I oh. wanted to be with him and I was like, nah, fuck. fuck. And then and he was off it by then. Ah, and so then like and then hurts. and then months later, like probably back at that age, like on the weekend, you know, you might be having some drinks and you might drunk text one yeah, another yeah, yeah, and be yeah. like, what are you doing? And I ended up fucking like catching this he was just like, Yep, come around. And I, and I was like, Do you know what? I'm just gonna fuck him. Good on you. I'm gonna do it. He, he's a good guy. Like, and I was also like, maybe I just want to see what that's sort of see what it's like. Yeah, yeah. I can't decide if I want to date someone until I've like yeah, yeah. with them, mate. 
So like that's a whole nother topic that I'm very passionate about. And like, how do you know? Literally, I get into it so much. Like, I have a lot of religious cousins, and obviously, I'm not religious. And like, we had this conversation because a lot of my friends are very conservative or traditional, and they're like, "No, you have to wait." And I'm like, "But what is?" You, like that's important like mm. sex is important and to like say it's not or to put it aside and act like you're too good for that I'm like it's kind of like listen unless you're asexual that's a whole nother story but like to like diss it when it's so we're sexual beings you know and yeah I don't know man dude I, I could ramble about that forever this is like so on brand so on brand it's like you're my co-host I'm just like bitch is speaking my language I feel you guys will love the podcast it's like you're already having the conversations that like are really interesting to me yeah sick amazing thank you so much thank you that was awesome I loved it stoked anything else you want to talk about any sex ed questions you want to ask Yes, I do actually. I was with a guy a week or so ago. We're no longer seeing each other. We met at a party, we went back to his and we decided we weren't gonna have sex on the first night. He couldn't get it up at all. And he was like incredibly frustrated with himself that he couldn't. Yeah. And like, you know, we were, as you said, jazzing. Don't yeah. even know that term. And then he just like could not. And it got to a point that he literally like bounced off of me. Like he just like whoosh because he and he was so disappointed in himself and I tried to explain to him that it was like okay and like you know his body's communicating with himself that he's not in the space but like one not what does it mean and then like he ended up ending it a week later and was like we need to leave it there like it was really confrontational for him but like what could I have done as a sexual partner because I was like I don't want to make you feel pressured or make you feel like I have to and I said to him like look if I was not wet and I was really closed off would you force me to do something? No, you wouldn't because my body just can't right now and that's valid. But like, he consistently tried to force himself to get it up. Like, it was like, it looks like he was like, you know, it wasn't a pretty sight. So like, what do you do in that situation? That is such a fucking hard situation. Oh my God, I've been in that situation so many times. And unfortunately, I feel like that's more and more common with like young guys your age and like teenagers like having erectile dysfunction issues and like just like so much fucking sexual anxiety and performance anxiety and it's like you know there's a lot of different sources but like porn is a pretty massive one porn addiction leading into like erectile dysfunction and stuff and then just also like that psychological pressure like from watching porn and seeing like how you're supposed to perform like Dude, like these poor young guys are just like Yeah, and it's like he was in the fight with himself and then in the morning he tried again and again it didn't work. And I said to him, I was like, until you connect with me and like leave this like internal battle, which is like really hard, but like we're never gonna be able to like be together. Yeah. Because you're not with me right now. You're within yourself and that's okay, but like yeah. we need to have this like flow. And it was just like it was hard to see and then I felt like I was therapizing him and that yeah. didn't feel sexy and he wasn't even open to like talking about it honestly like he yeah. felt very like face honestly level. there's nothing else you could have done yeah. you, you did like phenomenally okay. dude like and I just don't think he was able to like receive any of that yeah. or, or handle that level of like vulnerability or communication yeah. like 
Okay. That's it's good just to know, at least. like often, often that's way harder for guys, especially yeah. young guys. Yeah. So like, yeah, there's not, there's not really. I mean, you were loving and compassionate and understanding, and yeah. you took all the pressure off. You said all of the right things, honestly. Like, it just, it, I don't think you could do much more. And I've been in that position, and like, I, I still like to think that having that um, received so maturely by us. Even though at the time they like fully couldn't meet us there, yeah, it it was like still really healing for them in some way, yeah, and I it soothed so. a little bit, you know, because the the opposite like could happen if you think about like how you could have reacted to that and how probably other women have reacted to That's that. Really I've been with like a couple of dudes who you know were just like, and I've talked about this on the podcast a lot, like had heaps of trouble getting it up. Um, got really frustrated with themselves like everything you just described and you know I really cared about them and I liked them and it wouldn't have mattered if I did or didn't I would have acted this way anyway but I just wanted to like be as compassionate as possible and be like dude like it is not a big deal I do not care like you are fine and he's been like yeah I just have had like few experiences like I had this one night stand I like went back to her place like couldn't couldn't get it up and like she just got like so like that she was like get out like what are you good for then she was like oh what are you good for then like leave because he couldn't fuck her and I was like that's so sad so you know you could have reacted like that. Yeah, okay. You could have been neutral. That's it still would have been better than that. Like and that like yeah. Could have been yeah, yeah, wild. yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. So good job. Thank you. There you go. Excuse the interruption, my loves, but I'm shamelessly seeking reviews and five-star ratings for the potty because, as I'm sure you've noticed by now, it's pretty fab. And the more people who get to hear it, the more people it can help. Reviews and ratings help me curry favor with the algorithmic gods and get suggested to other listeners to check out. Plus, they make me feel really good and appreciated as I continue to pour my heart and soul into creating this baby for you. And I promise I don't maz over them or anything. I mostly just tuck them away for a rainy day when I'm filled with self-doubt and existential dread about being self-employed, which is fairly frequently. (laughs) So you see, leaving a review really does make a difference and it's an easy little act of support that you can take in just a minute or two by either going to Spotify and leaving five stars for the show or writing a written review and leaving five stars over on Apple Podcasts. Choose your poison, or if you're a real overachiever, you could do both. Whoa now. If you are writing a review, though, just be sure to only use G-rated words, because despite the fact that this is a podcast about sexuality, words like sex can be censored and your review won't actually show up. Lame. Anyway, oh, oh, what was that? Oh, you're going to go do it right now while I wait. Okay. Yeah, yeah. No, that's a great idea. May as well just quickly click that five-star button before we get on with it and, you know, like forget about it and get on with your day. Um, um, oh, I'm hearing them roll in. I'm hearing those five stars. <laughs> oh my God, I make myself cringe. Anyway, uh, thank you much, Lee. You're a total gem and I'll let you get back to the episode now. I, by, by the way, it's a very beautiful space. It's a very lovely. Thank I, you. I, I love it. Immediately, I, I saw it and went, oh, that is glorious. Mm, thank you. Well, that's the idea. I'm really glad. Yeah, I want yeah, it to be, yeah, like, approachable, yeah. accessible, yes, plush. Yes. And you made it yourself. My friend Hannah made this for me. Oh, I'm the ideas person, and Hannah executes it oh, wow. amazingly. Like, yeah, stunning. I cannot take credit for the couch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Oh, I'm delighted to be on your... 
Fab to have you here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. on, on, the, on flaps. the flaps. The Labia Lounge, <laughs> on the flaps, yeah. On the flaps. Oh, you can just say so many things. It's totally. Great. There's a lot of puns. It, le- it lends itself well. All right, so have you ever um, done any of those sort of quizzes to find out your erotic blueprint or anything like that? I haven't. I is feel that like, is it, is it? yeah, like you're kind of describing... You know, feeling as though a lot of the sex you've been having lately is quite mechanical. It's about the actual intercourse. It's it's yeah. about the sex and the yeah. acts and the physical. Yeah. Yeah. But you're more energetic and you want the more kind of emotional and energetic interplay and the connection-based stuff. And maybe you're... Because an erotic blueprint type can be sensual. Oh, yeah. It can be kinky. Yeah. can be sexual, which is just the act and the yeah. sexiness. Yeah. Um, what else is there? And and energetic maybe there's one more that's like a kind of a bit of all of them so maybe yeah, it'd be interesting yeah. to like you well, know do, do the quiz are you, do, you do, do it on the online, online something and erotic, online and erotic then blueprint erotic blueprint yes and then you can just kind of have the intention of like finding someone else with a compatible blueprint yes. to you and yes. you kind of got the language and the understanding around it that might make it easier to like that people have that conversation yeah. when you meet them, yeah. like suss out yeah. whether they're going to be. Well, yeah. in many ways, I think I'm quite. It's funny, I'm a fairly out there person, but I, I do find sometimes quite hard to actually even broach that. Go 100%. There. So do most people, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. which totally. is sort of odd. I sort of think, oh, I walk away going, oh, could I. Would this be in the moment? When, when's that moment where it's you sort of. It's tricky to tell because like, it depends on something. the other person as yeah. well. Yeah, you don't yeah. want to make them feel uncomfortable. No, like, that's right. Dude. So many people find that a really challenging thing to broach, yeah, yeah. and that is why I have this podcast. It's literally because all of the conditioning and the shame and the stigma and the taboo that we're all just like steeped in all the fucking time yeah. prevents us from having those conversations yeah. and normalizing, like learning that stuff about one another before we find ourselves naked in the fucking bedroom, yeah, being like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. we're really incompatible. Probably yeah, yeah, could have yeah. figured that out if we talked about it first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's um, right. That's right. Yeah. So. Yeah. And then sometimes I think I just. You know, in other parts of my world, I realise that the reason I haven't actually possibly excelled at some things is because I what I need to do is actually um, is to have the tools. Sometimes you need the tools, and I think, oh, what are the tools? Are they toys? Are they dildos? Are they butt plugs? Whatever they are, is that what it is that I need to? Almost purchase, or is it? Is it? I think the you know tools what I mean? like, are, are, they, are they the tools, or no. is it, are the tools the, nah, the just tools, the sensuality? The, go the on. tools are the yeah. communication. Communication, yeah. and like learning what you like yeah. yourself and what you require to be attracted and connected to a partner. I feel like the tools are all very like based around communication skills, people skills, like self connection, self love, self understanding, self compassion, all of that, and then like. You can make any sex amazing if you've yeah. got those. Like, literally, I would say the number one tool is communication. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's right. Which is a boring answer, but it's true. Oh, yeah. And, like, no amount of fucking toys are going to make things feel great yes. if you don't have that piece down. No, that's and right. And if you can't communicate with your partner or lover and, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You know, describe how you want them to use the fucking tools. Like, yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes. That's right. So, that understanding. That's true. I mean, not, not to say that the, the intercourse isn't great. I mean, it's great. It's just sometimes <laughs> it is great, but it, the, but the thing, or well, great's not really the world, but possibly it is the word actually because that's what's that's what it's been. It's like a kind of like you know it happens, and I'm you know I'm feeling like oh, this could continue, but uh, no, it's going to be you know it's just sort of yeah it is just me- not mechanical, but it's uh, it's obviously yeah it's lacking it's, something. It's, it's, it's an ex- 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 yeah it's a beautiful pleasure, but it is also a, a 
some Oopsie. Oh my goodness, someone just walked on my rug with I shoes know. on. What were they dear, oh dear. Couldn't they tell? Far out, Brussels sprout. Oh no, it's a fairly lush place. Oh goodness, and, uh, this is my main stress this weekend is trying to keep this rug like pristine. It's, yeah, 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 it's so sure. muddy out there too. Yeah, anyway, yeah, so yes. did you want to choose a conversation oh, yes, card yes, or yes. do you think oh, yeah. we've oh. had enough of a discussion? Well, we may have. Well, um. <laughs> What role does music play in your sex life yes. or your relationship to your sexuality? Oh, it's, it's, it's actually vital. I think that it's, just, it's crucial for, um, yes, different, different rhythms and different sounds can, uh, what's the word? Um, enhance. Enhance, um, inspire, you know, more and more. Um, yeah, the rhythm, the the energy, the heightened. Yeah, I've, I actually, it's funny actually because I have been doing a lot of, you know, dare I say it, I'm on the Spotify, you know, you know, halfway through sex because I'm sort of like, oh, oh no, what is it called? Shazam! <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, you're you know, yeah, 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 good yeah, tune. yeah, a good yeah. tune. You know, I'm like, like loving this guy. I love this tune. You gotta you know, be able like, to. You pan, gotta pan, be able to. Sneaky <laughs> I think that there's like, I don't know, like. If, if a tune is good and you don't know what it is and you're mid-sex, I say you're allowed to Shazam it. <laughs> Definitely. I love music, though. You don't want to miss that opportunity. <laughs> no, possibly not. But I, I must admit, my yeah, that is a, is a, a wonderful pleasure. The, yes, yeah. the, sen- the, the sensory. I just, want to be, I just want to be so much more extra. I want to be extra sensory or sensorial or something. In my world, I just, yeah, that's what's... Um, I want that's, that for that's, you. Yeah, cheers. Yeah. Yeah. I really hope you felt like, I mean, music is such a great, music's a great tool. Um, and yeah, I hope you find someone that's like equally into what you're into and that yeah, can yeah, explore yeah. those things and like they're out there for sure. So I think humour as well, funnily enough. I yeah. can be a little bit of a giggler and I, and I do sometimes find that, oh no, people are a little... You know, a little bit um, put off by people take sex way too seriously. Yes, 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 yes. Because I love the play and the sort of like the yeah. yeah. So yeah, I I mean, it's not for everybody. I realise, but it can be sort of like stifling as well. I feel like yes. Yeah, you don't want to have to be too serious during sex. You got to be able to have a giggle sometimes. What if someone farts? Like you got to laugh. Exactly. Sex is funny. Bodies are funny. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. All right. Amazing. Thank you for joining me. Well, thank you, Frey. Yeah, beautiful. Do read I need it. to read it out? I can read it out. Oh, sure. However this goes, yep. No, I mean, <laughs> it can go however we feel like it. Maybe I'll read it out because yep. I'm technically the host, even though I've lost my voice, so it's a little bit painful. <laughs> but let's go. In your relationships, have you more commonly had the lower or higher libido out of the two of you? And how has this made you feel... How has it been to navigate that? Sorry. Yep. No, no, that's fine. Um, Okay, so I think this is a really great question. I feel like, especially as someone who has felt like in life I've had a very healthy libido, Mm. and I think whether I'm in a committed relationship or in a, a lover's dynamic... I seem to like slip really quickly into this like very physical, very tactile, very affectionate mm. space. 
and that feels really safe to me. Like it's, it comes on quite quickly, and that can probably like really seem like a lot to other people, but for me, it just feels very natural and very safe. And I guess I've had to have felt safe in order to have gotten to that place anyway. Um, however, the last partnership I was in. I would definitely say that my partner had a very high libido and it did not always feel safe and it didn't always feel like it was a reciprocal dance that we were doing. Yeah, totally. Amazing answer. Thank you. Um, do you want to answer, do you want to like delve deeper into that one or do you want to answer the other question yeah I think uh, in relation to what I just said about my previous relationship dynamic being that I think we both had I think I still had that you know that healthy libido present but I do feel like that was probably impacted by the fact that his was greater than mine and it didn't feel like the spectrum of intimacy was sort of taken into account like sometimes I was just like sometimes I just want to be able to keep my pajamas on and still feel really intimate and close with you but not have to be penetrated and mm. and it and it's sort of like for him I think you know sex was very like like the climax the apex yeah. was kind of always the seeking point yeah. whereas like for me it was more like we have this whole smorgasbord that we can enjoy little bit by little bit or all at once and stuff like that and um inevitably it did actually create some like very real hurdles and challenges yeah yeah Yeah, I can imagine and it sounds like when like prior to that when you were in relationships and maybe maybe had the higher libido of of the two like it was not like I need the sex for the release it was like playful cute affectionate like a creative expression of your like you know to your partner and I feel like that probably wouldn't have felt as I mean I don't know maybe you had some partners with a lot lower libido than you and your affectionate kind of approach might have felt like pressure to them but it sounds like from the outside without knowing anything about you or your relationships like you probably still nailed having a higher libido and it was less it was less obvious that there was a discrepancy because like you weren't coming at it from a place of like I need sex more than you and you need to put out more which I feel like a lot of a lot of women that I work with are in a position where their husband just really wants a lot more sex out of them and it turns them so far away from, like, they completely lose their libidos and it's, like, nothing to do with their libidos. It's to do with, yeah, the kind of sex they're having and the kind of partner that they've got that's making them feel as though it's this obligatory thing that's their duty. Yeah. I would also say that, like, when you said that, you know, maybe I have had the higher libido at times and I think that's really accurate I've definitely been in probably more like early stage dynamics where you know I do really enjoy sexuality and I feel like some engagements that I've had with men who have seemingly initiated a lot of like the hey I want like mm-hmm. let's make out and hey stay over and hey all these sorts of things and then when you know you're in the playful process of 
undressing and finding that bedroom space and your bedroom dynamics and then them either just you know not being able to get a get a hard on or losing it and you know them becoming really kind of um self-critical on themselves and that sort of mirroring out on me a little bit in not necessarily like a negative way but maybe because it has seemed like well I've been pursuing this exchange and then it hasn't gone the way that you know the dream the dream way and then they retreat because you know for them they they feel embarrassed and then they're like I don't know that I you know so yeah the complex dance pretty nuanced pretty big topic I think you nailed it thank you for sharing all of that amazing I think my voice is going to crack out so I'm just going to quit thank you that was really hey me again If you'd like to support the potty and you've already given it five stars on whatever platform you're listening on, I want to mention that you can buy some really dope merch from the website and get yourself a labia lounge tote, tea, togs. Yep, you heard that right. I even have labia lounge bathers or a cute fanny pack if that'd blow your hair back. So uh, if fashion isn't your passion, though, you can donate to my buy me a coffee donation page, which is actually called buy me a soy chai latte because... I'll be the first to admit, I'm a bit of a Melbourne cafe tosser like that. And yes, that is my coffee order. (laughs) You can do a once-off donation or an ongoing membership and sponsor me for as little as three fat ones a month. And I also have a Sunroom profile over on the Sunroom app, as I've mentioned. And I also offer one-on-one coaching and online courses that'll help you level up your sex life and relationship with yourself and others in a really big way. So every bit helps because it ain't cheap to put out a sweet podcast uh, into the world every week out of my own pocket. So I will be undyingly grateful if you support me and my biz financially in any of these ways. And if you like, I'll even give you a mental BJ with my mind from the lounge itself. Saucy. Um, I'll pop the links in the show notes. Thank you. Later. And actually, you should give a plug for your um, I'd love clinic. To. Yeah, that would yeah, be amazing. Introduce to. yourself and give a little plug because, I mean, it's it's going to be pretty on brand and I think a lot of Yay. listeners will find it really helpful, yeah. Well, um, my name is Meg Wilson. I'm a clinical counsellor and I own a therapy practice in Melbourne. We have an office in Paran. Um, and we're called Unison Counseling. Uh, it's unisoncounseling.com. Um, and we answer questions, provide support, give referrals, create advocacy, and we do relationship therapy for any and all types of relationships. You name it. Polyamory, kink community, open community, swinging community, whatever you got going on, you're not going to need to worry about us either not understanding or judging you. Because mm, it's so tricky to find a therapist or a practitioner that yeah is able to traverse that territory because it's less common you know it's more on the fringe and like so taboo and stigmatized so I feel like you know like I don't specialize in that area in terms of like open relating or BDSM and kink um and like gender things like that I mostly work with hetero women you know it's just it's my kind of like niche that I'm the most qualified in Um, But I do get so many inquiries from people who are really keen to get some support 
and are like, do you know anyone in the queer space, in the poly space, in the queer poly BDS event? You know, like, there's a lot of overlap. And it's fucking tricky. It's even tricky for me as a yoni mapping therapist and, like, you know, sex educator to find, like, a psych or a talk therapist who I can feel completely accepted by and not a little bit judged or just misunderstood, you know, like... And that's not, that's not even that out there. So anyway, I've got a question from the deck for you though. Um, what's the weirdest way that you mazzed as a teenager slash young thing? And maz means masturbation. I was going to say. I was yeah. Gonna say. So like the most creative, weird, interesting, different, unique kind of way that you mazzed when you were young. Um, I'd say I probably had an experience that was very like stock standard for young women and that was that at some point when you're very young you discover that the faucet in your bathtub does something that's particularly interesting to you as a as a young person and you just kind of take that to its logical conclusion <laughs> you know and yeah. like the amount of people I talk to now in practice or um, among my friends are always like, oh my God, the shower head, are you getting? Like, <laughs> because like, you know, I, I grew up in a, a home where we never talked about sex. I grew up in a very, very, very conservative religious community in the United States. So it was absolutely forbidden to talk about anything like that. So you really just had to figure that shit out on your own. Yeah. And so that was kind of like, you discover it accidentally and then you just kind of within like a little bubble of shame because you don't want anyone to know and you know it's a bad thing at the time so you're like you know you're like afraid of getting in trouble for it basically yeah yeah totally totally great love that answer what's the best way to help you feel safe and comfortable to be intimate with someone I actually really love this one because I I have these conversations a lot with clients and I realize that we talk a lot about safe sex, but we don't talk a lot about yeah. like what leads to safe sex. And the thing that leads to safe sex, and I, I can't believe anybody is uh, kind of uncomfortable with this, but it's just how you talk about it. It's how you talk about it. And people don't realize that like consent is not awkward. Actually, it can be one of the sexiest like pre-intimacy, pre-physical experiences you can have where your brain is given the opportunity to fantasize with someone else about what it is you'd like to do together and I guarantee you it's going to be better if you talk about it so if you can comfortably just say like I am I'm inspired by your body and these are the things that I'd like to imagine doing how do you feel about that and they can go yeah I like this but I'd like to do it like that maybe with a little bit of this on the side and this is what I want to do for you and and so that brief conversation can be foreplay that in, enhances the sexual experience rather than something that people are afraid of doing because it's like oh, no it's awkward and it's like if you're not comfortable talking about sex yeah. then you're not ready to do sex yeah 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 i say that a so lot <laughs> get comfortable talking about it get yeah. comfortable talking about it and um yeah i think you're gonna be fine but unless you can like name that beforehand don't guess guesswork is where you go wrong and it's where somebody feels uncomfortable or afraid to speak up or whatever so like just have a really fun intimate conversation about you want to what you want to do like that doesn't how is that not anything but super hot yeah (laughs) totally agreed agreed and that conversation and the ability to have that conversation is definitely a major major factor in like cultivating safety and like 
getting to a point where you feel comfortable enough with that person to be physically intimate. Like for me, it's just like kind of madness that we just skip that so often, especially young people. So yeah, great answer. My pleasure. Yeah. <laughs> Alrighty, I'm going to cut it there. I got a bit more audio from Comfort Creek for you next week. Some really meaty conversations that I've saved till last and also (laughs) because I haven't got consent yet to publish them from the person that's in them. Um, I reckon he's going to say yes, though. It's such a good chat. How could he not? I just feel like he'd be um, holding out on us and uh, preventing us from a really teachable moment by by saying no. But anyway, I'm not going to pressure him. Um, he's currently offline, so I can't get hold of him to like get that confirmation. But hopefully by next week, I'll have the okay. Um, and then I'll be back to regular episodes. I've got a really amazing one about vaginismus and painful sex coming up and a super incredible episode about sexual trauma and sexual shame and how we can overcome this um and a whole bunch more in the works so stay tuned for those and i hope you enjoyed this installment of the labia lounge live and that's it darling hearts thank you for stopping by the labia lounge your bum groove in the couch will be right where you left it just waiting for you to sink back in for some more double l action next time and in the meantime if you'd be a dear and subscribe share this episode or leave a review on itunes then you can pat yourself on the snatch because that my dear is a downright act of sex positive feminist activism And you'd be supporting my vision to educate, empower, demystify, and destigmatize with this here podcast. Also, I'm always open to feedback, topic ideas that you'd love to hear covered, or guest suggestions. So feel free to get in touch via my website at freyograph.com or say hey over on Insta. My handle is Freya underscore graph underscore YMT and I seriously hope you're following me on there because damn, we have fun. We have fun. Anyway, later labial legends. I'll see you next time.